to this program that is designed with you in mind to cause you to be established in the word of God. I want to take you to our service today and get ready to be blessed even as we were blessed. Your life will never be the same. today's episode we want to say receive all the praise receive all the glory receive all the honor that is not by mind that is it by power and so we want to appreciate you this evening in jesus name amen somebody put your hands together for jesus oh your hand clap is very weak please if you are doing it for jesus you can do it better than you are doing hallelujah Oh, hallelujah. Let's kindly take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Tonight is going to be a blessing to you. The Bible says that my house shall be called a house of prayer. A lot of the times, when we begin to do certain things, we are tempted to lose the main purpose or the main reason for which something was brought into being. I was very shocked when I read that Jesus never described his house as a house of healing. Which means that healing is not going to be the primary, get me right, the primary purpose for the creation or for the building of the house of God. But in the house of God, there is healing. God never said, My house is going to be a house of prosperity. But make no mistake, when you come to the house of God, you can be blessed. But He described His house as a house of prayer which means that as Christians if we lose focus of everything in the house of God we must not lose focus of prayer because the truth is that the Christian walk is very difficult without prayer I don't have a witness in the house or you are yes the house of God according to the one who built the house. He said, I'll build the church, which is the house of God. So according to the builder of the house, he says, my house shall be called a house of what? Prayer. Which means that the moment we put aside prayer out of the house, we are backsliding. Yeah, yeah, Because I've realized that you can't do virtually anything in this life without prayer. And so, a man by name John Wesley said, "Everything is by prayer." 
You can do everything with prayer. And without prayer, you can't do anything. Yeah, so he said, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Everything we do in this life is by prayer. That is why the Bible was smart enough to recommend to you and I that the moment you begin to see troubles coming your way, you should pray. And a lot of us, if we don't pray, we can't survive. Our ability to survive is determined by our ability to pray. Jesus told Peter the devil wanted to save you like wheat but I have prayed for you so that your faith does not die or you do not lose your faith so it means that when prayers are not being offered for us or when we don't pray for ourselves we are likely to lose their faith but remember when you lose a house all is not lost when you lose a car all is not lost but when you lose your faith all is gone that is why tonight we are going to pray as I was getting ready to come here God said to me anybody who attends this meeting I'm going to bless oh, I, 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 yeah, I don't like your response at all is somebody here anybody who attends tonight's service I will bless see a lot of the times we think we are not receiving the blessings of God a lot of us used to think that we are not blessed yet but you see it is because of the way and manner you interpret blessings what you call a blessing is actually different from God's definition of blessing that is why when I said God said to me you are going to be blessed you were like so what I'm trying to say is this a lot of the times what we interpret as God's blessing is actually different from what God himself will call a blessing that is why a lot of us used to think that we are not blessed but I'm telling you sometimes the blessings of God the greatest blessing a man can receive on earth the greatest blessing a man can receive or God can send a man is for him to send him a man another man yes, yes. A man, a man, yes. I'm writing a book called Your Divine Appointees and How to Receive Them. There are people God is going to send your way. I'm telling you. Jesus one time said something. I've never finished thinking about what he said. In Jesus' own words, he said, no one can come to me unless God brings that person. If you think you got to know me, you are, you are, you are, you are a joke. You think if you came here because you wanted to be here tonight. It's, it's a lie. Jesus 
says that no one can come. No one can come. Do you remember what can come, can come? But Jesus said, no one can approach me. No one can sit under my ministry. No one can accept the things I'm preaching. If God has not brought you, I'm telling you. So for you to even be here and sit under my ministry, for you to see me as a father figure in your life, for you to see me as a prophet that has been sent to you, for you to accept the things I say, it is a blessing. It is the greatest blessing you can ever have. And there are so many people God, God is going to send to you. And one of those people is a teacher. A teacher. A teacher. Yes. Sometimes somebody to teach you and sometimes rebuke and correct you. That's the greatest blessing you need. There's no one can tell you, hey, what you are doing is wrong. <laughs> then I'm afraid for you. If no one can look to your face and tell you, no, you are not supposed to speak that way. No, you, you, it is rather this way. Don't say that. It's an insult. When you say, show people, show people, it's an insult. You don't, you don't say, you people. You don't talk that way. Do you have somebody to correct you when you are going wrong? Look at it. Isaiah 30 20. Are you there? Okay. That's the scripture. Isaiah 30 20. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, is it the bread of ad- adversity means problems or trouble? And the water of affliction. And I say, you. Yet you shall not thy teachers be removed. Give me an IV. Look at it. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. Your teachers will be hidden no more. Your teachers will be what? Hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Give, give me King James, New King James, sorry, NKJV. What is there? NKJV, New King James. He said, Yet your teachers will not be moved into a camera. That's what it means. Yes. 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 Though you are going through trouble and problems in your life, though things are not working. Though you don't know what you are going to eat tomorrow. Though you struggle to eat, that is bread of adversity. Though you struggle to have satisfaction in life. But God says your teachers will not be moved into a corner. A lot of you have moved your teachers to a corner. And you are leading yourself, you are teaching yourself, and you are guiding yourself. And the teacher wishes to speak. But because of your finger, 
He's afraid. Hey! Yes. And I pray that you will not relegate your teachers to a corner. A lot of you all, the, the people God has sent to you to teach you, they've relegated themselves to a corner. Yes. You've moved them and put them aside. So it means that, so when you move your teachers to a corner, it means that your life is minus God's leadings. The greatest teacher anybody can have in this house is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, and when he is come, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you. He shall teach you all things. But your problem is that you have relegated your teacher to a corner. He's trying to teach you what to do. He said, no, I don't want what to do. I know what to do. I don't need you to tell me what to do. I came here to pray for me. I didn't come here for you to control my life. Though the Lord gives you, listen to the bread of adversity and the water of affliction yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore anymore it means that God is saying I'm not happy with the way you are handling your teachers yes. but your eyes shall see your teachers can you see the people God has sent to teach you do you have eyes to see? Who are they? How did they appear to you? Hey. And what is going to happen? When our eyes see them. He said, and your ears will hear a word behind you saying. This is the way. Walk in it. The voice is coming from behind, not from in front. Anytime you are seated under a man or a teacher God has sent your way, you will realize that anytime he's talking to you, you begin to hear voices outside what he's saying. How many of you have heard me preach and it's like, whilst I'm preaching, you are hearing something. You must do this. You must stop this. You must change from this. How many of you? If you want to grab, you can do it better. Your ears shall hear a word. Not worse. When a pastor is preaching, he doesn't say a word. Am I, have I said a word right now? I've said a lot of things. But there is, the Bible said, anytime you listen to your teacher, there is a word, just a single word that will come to you. Just a word. Prayer. From today. Prayer. I must begin to pray. I must, no, no, no. This is the way. You see? And the voice will tell you, this is the way. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Oh. I may be preaching on healing. But God may be talking to you on prayer. You see, the moment you relegate the teacher to the corner, your, your, your life has come to an end. It's like, it's like I call Kelvin. Kelvin, come. Kelvin, bro. 
take this. And he said, oh, I don't like it. So, no, no, take it. So, I don't like it. I said, oh, this is my gift to you. Take it. He said, I don't like it. doesn't even know what is in it. You have no idea what is in this envelope. Why are you rejecting it? Oh, you think you've seen the envelope? You know nothing. You know nothing. Those of you who think you know me, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. Because the truth is that me, I don't even know who I am. Anybody who can truly understand himself is not a human being. I'm saying it again. Anybody who thinks he knows his or herself, you are not a human being. That is why sometimes you do things and say, ah, am I the one who said this? Am I the one doing this? The prodigal said, when he came back to himself, where did he go? Luke chapter 18 and Luke chapter 15, you realize? The Bible said, when the guy came back to himself, he said to himself, no, I'll go back to my You don't know yourself. If you don't even know yourself, how can you know your teacher? This is just one of the chapters in my book. Divine, your divine appointees. There are teachers God will send you, brother. Whether you are too big, too far, God will send you a teacher. Without them, you can't go far in this life. When you put them in a canal, you are not going anywhere. I wonder what would have happened. I wonder. I wonder what would have happened to Timothy. You don't even know what to say. Yo. I'm, I, I don't know what would have happened to Timothy. If Paul had not told him. Treat the younger sisters, the younger ladies or the younger uh, um, women in the church as sisters. I don't know. Treat them as sisters. Perhaps if Timothy have not heard this, he would have impregnated about 10 of them. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 18. I wonder if Paul had not told Timothy, do not neglect the gifts which you received through prophecy. First Timothy, we'll come back. First Timothy chapter 1, verse number 18. What is there? Very fast on the screen, oh bro. You are going to pray. That's, your, that's going to be your first prayer. Father, anybody, any teacher you have sent my way, which I have relegated to a canal, help me restore the person. This child I command, I commit to you, or I command you. This child I commit to you. San Timothy. According to the prophecies made or previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage or, or wage a good welfare. NIV. Look at NIV. Look at it. What is it? <laughs> Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. So that by following them you may fight the good fight what prophecy has come to you it came to you you've forgotten you've even forgotten but Paul is telling Timothy that listen 
When you receive prophecies, you fight. You fight for the prophecy to come to pass. What has God said about you? You are waiting for the fulfillment. You are a joke. But I wonder where these teachings would have gone to. Give me, give me Timothy. And that's exactly what we are going to pray today. Timothy chapter 1. Let's, okay, let's read chapter 2, verse number 4. Let me show you something quickly. Go, let's go. Look at it. They will come to 1 7. <laughs> quickly. 2 4. Or 1 7. Any of them. Look at it. Where, where would all these precious teachers have gone to? Timothy. The teacher. Look at it. First Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. Okay, let's go to 4. Or maybe let's start from 3 so that you understand what I'm trying to say. Quickly, let me show you something. I, as I urged you when I went to Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus. So that you may command certain men. Not to teach false doctrine anymore. See, when people begin to say things which are not true about your life, you entertain them. You just, oh, let's just allow them. Let's, let's allow them. Oh, well, uh, uh, you, and you say you are a boss. You are saying one thing. Another worker is also saying another thing. In your company. I don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about it. I don't want to comment. No comment. Be there. And Paul said, listen, Timothy. I am going to Macedonia, but I want you to stay in, in Ephesus. What am I going to do? And Paul said, I want you to command, not to plead, not to go and have a dialogue command certain men in the church not to preach false doctrines anymore. what is Paul saying he's telling Timothy when you start a church and you see people preaching something apart from what God has given us to preach you must not handle them lightly you must command them hey my brother no you can't talk that way no it is not accepted I will not agree sit down when I'm talking, you sit down. You don't stand. Oh, you see, I'll not talk about Let's allow them. Telling you. By the time it grows, your company, there'll be a padlock on your door. There are certain rumors going on about yourself and your husband. You've heard that your husband has done this and he said, oh, well, I'm not talking about it. I want to keep quiet then. Okay. But you never know this. You never know what to do in the midst of crisis when you don't have a teacher. <laughs> He said, Timothy, you see, I'm not telling you to go and beg certain men not to teach false doctrine. No. Command them. Order them. Give them authority. Some of you, you are too lenient. 
That is why your friends see you to be nobody. In your home, in your hostel or wherever you, you stay. You just put your dress, you iron your clothes, getting ready. By the time you come, a friend of yours have wore it. You put your money down, by the time you come, it's gone. About 10 cities is gone out of the money. And you are not commanding. You say, hmm, I mean, I'll not talk about this. But if I want to talk, it will not be proper. When you enter your... You see, that is why you are not neat. And you are very dirty. That's why you, perhaps you don't even have a guy. Yes. A guy visited your house. There was pure water rubber on your television. There was... There was whatever this was here, politin bag, flying. Sometimes you have visitor come, oh hey, then politin bag, bam. <laughs> and the man of God said, Listen, in my house, when I see one pure water rubber line on the floor, there will be a general meeting. <laughs> so there will be a general meeting. He said, I've called people, even including visitors who are visiting us. All of you come and sit down. Sit down! Who put the pure water rubber at the entrance of the door? I said, Daddy, what rubber? I said, You're asking me what? I said, Who? You are too open. You are too linear. People don't even take you serious when you are serious. Because you now, we don't even know where you stand. You are a mother. Your daughter goes out. She comes back home at 11 p.m. And you open the door and say, Yeah, yeah. Then you go and sleep. You are not serious. You are not serious. Tomorrow she will go and she will not come. You should not come back. Yes. Yes. You are supposed that ma, I'm going, I'm going to the shopping mall. Okay, by 5 p.m. you are back. Then she comes at 10. That night, that day there will be an all night. No, about 10. Sit down. What time is it? Check your time. It's seven, honey. What time did you tell me you'll be coming back? What time did you tell me you'll be coming back? Hey, go, you know, you know. Oh, so there are some of the children those oh, this one, mommy will not even do me anything. You not do me anything. And they grow by age 17, they are getting out of hand, and you are now crying and chasing pastor for Let me end this message because that, that's not what I'm going to pray about. Tomorrow I'm meeting some of you if you want to, it's not by force, but I'm meeting you for prayers and teachings. We are going to learn and pray tomorrow. I know most of you know Gam because you know. You've relegated me to a can, I don't worry. But we are here. My sons and daughters. I'm talking to my sons and daughters. So. Timothy, my son, you see? Don't never make a mistake of correcting somebody who is not your son or who is your daughter. If not, they will hit you. Hit you. Corrections are only given to sons and daughters. People who know that, oh, that's daddy. Hey, my father, when he charges, hey. Yes. We are going to pray.
So I'm saying that one of the greatest blessings is what? When a man, a man is sent to you, it's a blessing. No, no, you, you're praying for a car, but who you need is a man. You don't need a car. Because once you can receive the man, through the man you have a house, through the man you have a car, through the man you have all the things you are desiring for. A man. A man. A man. When I see some of you praying, Father, we need this. I laugh. We need a car. You don't need a car. One day I was I myself, I was just praying. I said, God, you are not you are not being fair to me. I told God, you are not being fair to me. So serious prayer when I was crying. So you're not being fair to me because look at me. I've given my whole life to you. I look at my cousin. I look at my brother. These people they don't they even go to church once every week. It was even recently that my cousin said he's born again. And <laughs> these were the words in my prayer. And I told you that yet you are blessing them. They have this, they have a car, they are all and me, that I've given myself to you, I'm struggling. To me, I just spoke foolishly like Elijah. When I finished, I slept. When I slept. God came to me in the form of an old man with a gray hair. He said, Come. Come. And I followed him. He took me to a, a tree. There was a tree over there. He said, Stand there. You are here calling me ungrateful. You said, I've not been fair to you. Is that not it? I was quiet. I, I didn't order a word. And he said to me, You should rather be thanking me, your family. The whole family, you, and you are here. Then he, he, do you know what he said? He said, also you, I don't even know if he said my, my greatest problem is I don't, I don't even know that when I take you to where I'm taking you, you even remember that I took you there. That's my problem with you. When he said, I said, God, sorry, people have money, they are no better than you. They are no better than you. One of the days I was having a chat with my cousin. He told me, "Oh, if you have everything and you don't have wisdom, you don't have anything." No. And he said, that you are so you are a man of wisdom." I said, "Hey, give a man of wisdom two cities. He will make something out of it. Give a fool hundred billion. Oh, by next week, it's gone." We are going to pray We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tapes and books, please send us a mail at rev.amosdarkon at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.